Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words. And today we are talking about manifesting and also manifesting and releasing and clearing your trauma. I'm super excited about this episode because I feel that trauma is something that affects so many of us. It's really almost like a block when we are dealing with our mindset and creating a pathway to success in manifestation. And today I have a special guest, a transformational coach who is achieving um, great things with high achieving empathy uh, work and also just really showing people ways to break through their trauma. And today it is Miss Marina on stage or please introduce yourself because I'm so bad at introducing people and welcome to the podcast. No worries. Hi, it's great to be here. My name is Marina. I am a somatic transformational coach and I work with people on trauma. That's, and you're absolutely right. So many of us are dealing with this and I'm so fascinated about the meeting point between the self-development world and the trauma world because I myself tried manifesting for so many years and feeling so very stuck. And I see that in a lot of my clients that essentially just like want to accomplish different things in their life. They're excited. They have all these goals, but then they just feel incredibly stuck and nothing is moving forward. And I find that the key is working through trauma in the body. So that's why I said I'm a somatic coach. Somatic is of the body. Okay, great. I like that you kind of gave us the def- the definition of somatic is within the body. That means it's within the person who's trying to manifest, right? Yes. Okay. So when you meet your clients and you, well, first of all, how did you get, okay, because it always, it, so many of us jump onto the, well, how are you helping people? But in all honesty, many of us have kind of like a story behind our journey. So how did this all start? How did you get in this profession where you started um, helping people releasing their traumas? So I actually was a group facilitator for 10 years and I worked with teenagers, Israeli and Palestinian teenagers around the conflict in the region um, in, in conflict transformation. 
And that work was actually very similar to coaching in a lot of ways, but I had no idea, didn't know what coaching was. Um, and of course, there was so much trauma that would come up um, in those situations. And that kind of gave me that professional background. I, I got certified as a facilitator. It was a very intensive certification where I actually got to sit with other people. I'm Israeli, so I got to sit with other Israelis and other Palestinians and do the dialogue process myself. So very, very intense. Um, and I've had a lot of my own stories of trauma that I have tried to work through the mind in so many ways, like doing mindset, doing affirmations, um, clearing limiting beliefs. I just remember like Googling all the stuff, <laughs> like nonstop, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I knew that I wanted, I had a bigger purpose in the world. And I, ha I actually started a health coaching business and a lot of things in my life were very, very stuck all the time. And I just didn't understand why. And I didn't understand why I knew all the marketing, all the strategies, like everything I needed. But my business was not at the point where I wanted it to be. And it also didn't feel good. Like I was constantly feeling um, not present within my business, feeling disappointed everything would kind of throw me off where I would have to like take three days off and just lay in bed because I was upset that one person said no. And no matter how much I tried to think my way through, well, it's not a big deal if someone says no, just keep going. It's fine. Like it's a journey. You're learning. My body was not on board. It just really wasn't. And I went to therapy, all kinds of different therapy and then one day I just had, well, first of all, I had a coach that told me, just sit with yourself and just feel your body and don't think about it. Don't judge it. And she was actually a somatic therapist turned coach. Mm, okay. And so, of course, she, she said that. Um, and so I did that. I did that for many, many days. And it turned into like hours where I would just like sit with my body and feel what's going on in my body. And it was really fascinating. And then I had this intuition that, oh my gosh, I really want a therapist that works in the body. Like I've talked and talked and I'm so over talking. I just like can't talk anymore, you know? <laughs> You're like, my throat chakra is on overload. Exactly. And, and how much can you really talk about things that have happened to you? Right. And, you know, transform them. And I had no idea this actually existed. I was like, this is what I want. Hopefully there is such a thing. And so I went from referral to referral, eventually ending up in somatic experiencing. And because a therapist referred me to my current therapist and she was like, oh, so you're looking for somatic experiencing. And I was like, what? what now? <laughs> um, right. And that's how I ended up there. And I had no idea that that was a thing but my eyes were freaking opened, wide open. And I just completely broke free after many months. Like it wasn't in one session, it wasn't in two sessions. And I still continue to do the work every single day, not just with my therapist, but now I also do it on my own. And then I started putting it into practice 
And um, it was actually somatic work was part of my coaching certification, but then I also learned so much from my therapist as well. And this month I'm going to be doing a three month specifically somatic um, certification. So I'm like so excited for that. And it's just, it's miraculous. Like it is just done wonders for my life, for my business, for my stuckness, everything. So I know that was long, but that is no, 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 no. That's great. So what is somatic look? Doesn't look like the talking, like, because I think when people think of coaching or they think of, um, they think of like even therapy is like, you're on the couch, <laughs> the coach yeah. is in front of you and you're telling them all your problems or all your obstacles of how come you can't create goals or how come your intentions aren't fully getting um, met. And you're sitting there and you're like, and, and I mean, I've been in therapy because I've had a lot of trauma in my life um, from, I would say from birth, I've had a lot of trauma mm. from my life. So I have been in therapy um, consistently, especially in my teen years. And then of course, a little bit later in my adulthood. And, and um, I will admit, I don't see a therapist consistently all the time, but I get intuitions and I get um, when I start to get at that point where I need to go back into therapy, I automatically know. And I, that is something that I don't hesitate on doing, but I think that some people think it's just almost like this depressing thing that we're just sitting on the couch and like somebody's, you know, going through all our problems and probably traditionally, a lot of us, that's what we're learned to think that therapy and coaching kind of well, therapy is different than coaching, but what kind of therapy looks like. So what does somatic based coaching and therapy look like? Yeah. Well, first, I think it's really cool that you follow your intuition around that. That's really awesome. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super different. And we, of course we talk, we still like converse about things <laughs> and, and somatic therapy and somatic coaching are different. Yes. Because therapy is not goal oriented. Like you can just go and go or, or just like you're doing, like you can randomly go, but there's no specific goal. Whereas coaching, you have a goal, maybe you're stuck with the goal, or maybe you just like want to work on something and you give it a period of time to work on that. So I, I think that's the major, major difference. Um, so what does it look like? So when you think of like a goal that you have, you can think of it in your mind, right? Like this is what I want and I want to create this. And maybe like, for example, part of it, this can be like the whole goal or a part of it in order to achieve the goal is to become confident. And you can think in your head like, yes, I should be confident because I'm a great person. And you can look in the mirror and tell yourself like, I'm such a beautiful person and I have overcome things and I have achieved so much and all these good qualities, et cetera, et cetera. However, your body may not be on board. Your body may just be like, nope, <laughs> like I'm not with you here, girl or guy. Um, <laughs> and so like the somatic part is the embodiment part. It's actually not just thinking about it, but embodying it with your whole entire body. 
And the reason that this is important, I know I'm like giving a background rather than answering a question, but I promise I'm going to get there. Um, the reason that this is important is that trauma does not only happen in the mind. Trauma happens to our whole body. And there's a really amazing um, breakthrough book and work by Bezel van der Kolk called The Body Keeps the Score. And so mm. our body, like trauma is imprinted in our cells, in our body. And that's why like sometimes, like for example, if you a smell, a certain smell, all of a sudden you can have an entire like full body experience of being in the whole different time and experience in your life. Mm -hmm. and, and that's basically, it, it's, you know, because kind of like a positive trauma, but, but if you're, if you've experienced trauma and by the way, I believe every single one of us has, sometimes we think that it's these big major things, but it can be all kinds of experiences that were simply too much for us to handle in the moment. That's like the simplest definition of trauma. Too much, too fast, too soon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so like you don't have the internal resources to handle that situation. That's when trauma is created. And that stores in, in our bodies, not just our minds. And so then we can get triggered and we can react. And our reaction is like, a response to something in the past. It's not a response to the present moment. It's our whole body all of a sudden believing like, oh my gosh, like this is just like X, Y, Z. And this is not conscious, right? Like triggers are not conscious. If they were, we would be like, oh, but this is a different situation. So I don't need to actually um, behave like I am. So what we do in somatic coaching, of course, we talk and we talk about things and we uncover like, the source of different things and where they come from. But a lot of times people don't know, like they just don't know. They just feel stuck and they're not sure why. So what we do is we work with the felt sense. We work with actual sensations in our body and we regulate the nervous system so that we have more capacity to deal with difficult constriction and pain and emotion in our body and that mm -hmm. our body doesn't think like oh my god danger you know because that's mm -hmm. trauma right mm -hmm. oh my right. god I, i'm scared i'm gonna die like i just feel like i'm gonna die um I, I literally worked on this yesterday with my therapist around abandonment what happens when i feel like someone's gonna abandon me i'm gonna die like that's you know immediate my mind believes i'm gonna die and i can tell my mind all day long like no you're not but my body's like, no, but you are <laughs> like, you're dying. And so we work basically the, the way that I do it. I'm sure everybody does it differently is I have people close their eyes and tap into their body and start with a very um, safe space. So like imagining something safe and comforting and comfortable and really feeling their sensations around it. Because a lot of times people who have had a lot of trauma, especially they're very disconnected. So it's even hard for them to like notice sensation, like to notice mm. friction, openness, um, cold, warm, heavy, light, like in their body. So it depends on the person. Like sometimes I'll go super slow and some mm -hmm. people like yesterday I had a one-off session with a woman that just like went all in and I could see that she was present. She wasn't checking out. So I was like, this is amazing. So we just mm -hmm. went for it. Um, and then 
my favorite practice is called pendulation which is where you go between the sen the difficult sensation and then the sensation of comfort, openness, ease, either in your body or like having an image that's called a resource that you tune into and then you feel that sensation. And as we go back and forth very gently, the constriction starts to kind of unload and and disappear. And so not mm -hmm. only are we working with like a specific memory or a topic, that practice in itself regulates the nervous system. So you're learning, you know, traumatized people don't go from constriction to openness very fast. It takes us a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're teaching the nervous system, like how to go from <gasps> to, oh, I'm good. You know, like mm -hmm. how to Mm -hmm. pendulate back and forth quicker. And so we're teaching our nervous system to do that. And we're teaching our nervous system to be safe with uncomfortable sensations and emotions. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. That, that definitely makes a lot of sense because it's more like within. So how does one person get into the steps of clearing their, their trauma or how, like what, what is usually a road for success with this? So first of all, if you feel super stuck, like you're noticing that you're super stuck and you've tried a lot of things, like you've, mm -hmm. you know, you've tried everything. <laughs> you tried like, everything. You're like, why can't I get out of this? Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. usually this is around unconscious and subconscious things. And that is where trauma comes in. So in that situation, I really, really recommend working with a practitioner. Um, even though I feel very skilled now in this, I still work with a practitioner personally because it's it can be tricky to be in your body and observe your body at the same time. And mm -hmm. Somatic practitioners, and this is something that I keep learning all the time and improving, we notice like very little things. For example, when people yawn, that mm -hmm. is nervous system shutdown. So when that starts to happen with my clients and they're yawning, yawning, of course, it doesn't mean they're bored. It means that their nervous system, it's like too much to handle. So they're almost like falling asleep. So I will immediately be like, okay feel your feet, feel your feet on the ground. How does it feel? And just mm -hmm. switch, you know, the conversation. So it's really important to have. So it's not because they're tired. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but okay. it could be. Yes. But okay. there's also a big part of it is our nervous system is tired. Our nervous mm -hmm. system's capacity. It's like too much, you know, yeah. and, and that's kind of, this is where we don't want to re-traumatize people. So we mm -hmm. don't want to repeat the effect of the trauma because this is exactly what trauma is too much. So in that moment, we go into something soothing and then we come back. It's not that we leave the topic, but we come back and we mm -hmm. expand that capacity to be with those things. But my process in general, I do a lot of inner child work. I really love inner child work, but I really include like the body with it. Mm. So a lot of my work with people is with their eyes closed. <laughs> They'll spend mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, a lot of time there and a lot. So the awareness is huge. So like, okay, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I've tried everything. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of like 
uncover maybe what it could be and what the pattern is. Like, I almost like to create maps. I love, I just like love being almost like detective, you know, like, okay, so tell me how this happens, how this pattern plays out and where is it in your, it's usually in more than one place, right? It's like romantic relationships, career, like all these different things. Okay. And tell me about it. Like, how does it unfold? Who affects it? Who, you know, who are the key players? And okay. And does this remind you of something from your childhood? Mm -hmm. Of course it does. Right. So then, okay. So it reminds them of something. And then really, really huge after awareness is a lot of self-compassion. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you 100%. Like inner child, so many of us, I mean, yes, we definitely pick up situations as adults too, but the inner child is so big. Like it really sets so many structures on how we um, manifest our, our mindset or how we even like view life, um, how we've been, you know, taught to see the world in all honesty and how we've been taught to see ourselves and others. So I, I really like that you brought that up because that's a great, great topic. When, um, when you start to take people through this journey and people say like, I'm stuck, I fucking tried everything. Like, I don't know why I can't get my business right. I I don't know why I can't get my marriage right. I don't know why these damn kids don't listen to me. (laughs) Like, I just do not know what is going on here. I need some goddamn help. Help me. What are the most things that people are having issues with? Like, what are the biggest subjects that you see where people are like, I'm just manifesting everything wrong or everything that I'm manifesting is negative or everything I'm manifesting is just wrong, wrong, wrong. What are usually that you see that people have a hard time with? I would say it's career, you know, just being Mm -hmm. either overworking, just like crazy amount of hours and also Mm -hmm. not enjoying what they're doing at all, but feeling trapped in that, like there's no other option or, um, the, the other one is relationships. So either not being a lot of people actually come to me after breakups, um, mm-hmm. but then not being able to understand the breakup or like what happened? How did I create this? How did this how did I end up here? And it's a usually, you know, breakups are a big wake up call for them. And then um creating a new relationship that they really love like how how to do that like how to go about that how to talk to people um and yeah and connect with people and sometimes even friendships like how to create meaningful connection Mm, okay yeah with friends that's a that's a that's an interesting one because i i feel like um friendships can be difficult too because it's almost like there's some, you know, boundaries, um, almost resembles like a relationship, like a love relationship. And then there's also, um, areas where it's sad when, you know, friends break up. Totally. (laughs) Yes. I've seen like people say, you know, sometimes friend breakups are worse than, um, love relationship breakups, depending on what the situation is and, you know, what happened. But that, that's an interesting one. Um, 
So how do you lead people into the area of creating this clearance of trauma? Do they have to do like a lot of self-awareness and do they have to start to dig back deep into their trauma? Because um, like I told you that I have a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. in my life and in all honesty, what has worked for me, I've had times as a young teenage girl where I did do the digging up when experience was real and the experience was um, current. But at the time, um, I felt like I closed it. I then closed that chapter. Um, If I start to get like dreams or if I start to get areas where I feel like it's hindering me again, then I would go back into therapy, but for life coaching um, and um, coaching, they don't necessarily start to dig up that trauma. So how do you release it when you're um, in that aspect of work, I guess would be my question. So everything is really in service of their goal. And so Mm -hmm. like the first session, we always go through, you know, all the areas of their life and what their goals are there and what's the most important. And then we pick one that's kind of going to lead us through our time together. Usually I work with people for three months, but very often people extend, you know, and then we'll choose another goal, but it's a three month period. And then everything is basically around this goal, right? So let's say they want to create better romantic connections and relationships. Then we start to dig, well, why haven't you so far? You know, what has been keeping you back so far? And the cool thing about somatic work in the body is that you don't necessarily have to bring up the stories of trauma. You can just feel it in your body. So oftentimes I'll tell my clients, don't we don't even have to go into the story that comes up for you but just feel it in your body um feel that constriction that you have when you think of or a possibility of romance with someone and just l- ride that back to childhood and just check in with where did it show up for you as a child you know mm. it can also be it can also be talking about their parents' relationship and how that was their relationship with their parents. It can also be um, generational stuff, like Mm -hmm. their grandparents and great-grandparents and even their birth stories um, and, you know, what happened there and attunement of the people that um, raised them. You know, like attunement is like, So when we're crying as a baby, our parents kind of mirror back to us what crying is, what joy is, all these things. And if our parents are not emotionally available to themselves, they're shutting out their own emotions, they're going to have a really hard time mirroring back. And Mm -hmm. so that misattunement really, really can affect us as adults. So it can even be right there. Um, So we we dig into all this good stuff. And I think my clients are pretty prepared for it because on Instagram, that's usually how people find me. Mm -hmm. I post about trauma 
pretty much every day. So they they come knowing that we're gonna dig shit up. Like it's right, not, right. It's, it, you know, yesterday yes. it was so funny. My client and I were literally laughing because I was like, okay, well, do you want to close your eyes and feel this? I know you don't. And then, you know, we were just like both laughing. I like to keep it funny sometimes because right. Yeah, because it, it's yeah, it can of course it's it's not easy work. Always, no, but it's it's very powerful and um yeah, it's life changing. I I I, I like how you said you like to keep it funny because um just the other day at work, it was like I mean, and and it's not to be insensitive or anything like that, but just the other day, it was like a fucking shit show. And I'm like, you know, it's just, it feels like it's not going to get better. It just feels horrible. Um, (laughs) I'm sure like so many of us have all this emotional baggage behind it and we have all this um just there's so many people who just have so much emotional baggage and then somebody said like it's just another day in paradise and it's like (laughs) yeah it is it's just another day in paradise like this you know this is just almost so bad that it's funny you know like you just can't you can't even focus on the bad anymore and you just have to focus on like those little funny moments like where it's just humor or a patient does something funny like you know I mean some some of the patients are even in really bad situations are hilarious and and it's like they try to encourage like they might know that like our spirits are you know kind of going through it but I've had patients just be absolutely so funny and cute during I like some it. of the worst, the worst times. And it's like finding that little piece of humor really gets you through so much. And yeah, it's it a does. resource. Yes. Humor really is like, like how I mentioned resourcing before. I think it can really be a resource for us. Yeah. And I think also um, when you are clearing trauma to find the area that, I mean, of course, there's some things that aren't necessarily funny or there's some things that aren't necessarily, you know, but the thing is so many of us have so much trauma that if you can find an area that just kind of brightens up talking about it, and making it a little bit less so heavy because trauma feels very heavy, you know? Yeah. yeah. And to kind of have that with um, your coach or your client, it really, really definitely helps a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I also really prioritize not overwhelming, like supporting mm-hmm. my clients and not overwhelming themselves. They're so used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, overworking and overdoing and all these things so that we can actually have it be a pleasant process. It is intense. It is hard, but it doesn't have to crush you. So that's, right. yeah, that's really, really important for me. And I even, it's like part of my coaching agreement. Like one of the things that I want you to do is always pay attention to your overwhelm 
and let me know. Like, let me know when you're drifting away, you're falling asleep, you're not no longer present because then we take a break and yeah. we ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's true because I think a lot of people, um, when they dig up the trauma or they start to clear the trauma, um, you get into this sense of because I know with me in therapy, there's been a few times where um, I never had group therapy, but there's been a few times uh, where I've had therapy with other family members, and mm-hmm. it it was kind of like, I almost do not want to talk about this in front of them, or I don't want to open up that area of, um, almost like area of exposure or realness or whatever, because so many of us put on this front of like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Or I'm okay. And, but I knew that, you know, sometimes you have to. So um, I remember because I was younger back then that I remember like the therapist was like this, this session is going to be very short, you know, because um, we don't want to overwhelm everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think when you do do that, and especially um, with trauma, that's very um, big or very traumatic that it is good to do it in little sections. So, so now that we kind of know what clearing the trauma, the steps of clearing the trauma and how you kind of get into that area of clearing it, what, what benefits do people see from it when they start to manifest? Because it's like, you go from somebody who was stuck and heavy because they had all this trauma and now they're almost like getting it out. So what, how do you see people kind of do this transformation? Yeah, I see, you know, my clients say like, I found my voice. I feel way less stuck. I, you know, a huge part is like speaking their needs and, and actually setting boundaries and saying what they want and saying yes or no authentically, which is huge. Um, I see people connecting more to their partners or disconnecting when it's right, um, switching careers, uh, like simple things like taking naps because they never did in the past because they were too anxious all the time, um, and just really getting more excited, you know, getting more excited about being alive and what's possible. Because when you constantly feel stuck and drained and overwhelmed and that everything you're doing doesn't lead to anything, it's just so, it mutes you and it makes you apathetic. And Mm -hmm. so I see my clients just getting so excited to be alive again and to experience life and to be okay with being sad and still be like, you know, I'm alive and I'm here and, and it's okay. Um, Even if I feel these different sensations, like they're all okay. They're all welcome. I can survive all of them and I can create like the life that I want. And it's just really exciting. Yeah, it is exciting when you, it is because um, when I was first, um, I guess you could say, I don't, I mean, I don't even really know how to put it, but I guess you could say when I was first clearing 
trauma because trauma never goes away. You know what I mean? Like right. trauma is always there. Um, it's always going to be with you. It's a part of you. It's something that happened or something you took, took in or, um, witnessed or whatever. There's so many types of trauma that happens and trauma. And I think people always hear trauma and there's big trauma, there's little trauma, but there's trauma, no matter what it is, it affects everybody differently. And it really affects people like something as simple as, you know, being a young kid and, you know, you're, quote unquote, best friend at the time says, you know, I don't like your dress. It's ugly. And then, you know, she doesn't want to be your friend anymore. You know, you're like six on the playground, you know, yeah. but all that stuff really sometimes how we take it in at the moment. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really sometimes sits with us. And then of course there's the trauma that really, you know, almost like life-changing trauma that definitely takes a lot of work to work through. Yeah. But you hit on exactly the right point, which is it's not about the thing that happened. It's about what's happening inside of us and how we are responding to it internally. Yes. Um, That's the main point. Yes. And I'm going to tell you guys something, um, which (laughs) when I was in, in, um, in nursing school and one of my jobs while I was in uh, nursing school was I was a yard duty teacher for my daughter's school. So I worked with, you know, on the yard with all these kids and I'm telling you the little girl (laughs) would come up to me, be like, so-and-so says I'm ugly, you know, or so-and-so says she's going to steal my, uh, my doll. Like, you know, or this girl's making funny faces. And I really think that as young girls and um, as child women, women, when they're children, we take a lot of stuff internally. In, yeah. And, and we take a lot because you would see the little boys running around, you know, fighting with each other, like wrestling on the ground. And they would get up and be best friends. <laughs> like, yeah, know, totally. And and they get out their energy, right? They they're yes. like fighting. <laughs> they're doing. But girls internalize. It's very true. They internalize so much. So I think for women, it's it's very important that we try not to internalize all these um, traumas that are within just almost like daily things because there's a lot of daily traumas that might make us feel a certain way and and the internalizing it especially you know as a young girl it's it it happens quite frequently because I know with boys I would see them beat each other up and and next thing you know they're like hey let's go hang out some more (laughs) like but girls really take it internally and um and it's sad because you know we grow up as women who have these little internal traumas that at the time you know they felt really big but um we're structuring ourselves to um block our manifestation abilities because of something that happened to us that at the time you know was just something that 
happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. What three tips would you give for somebody who is trying to clear their traumas to start to get on the path of success of manifestation? One is to connect to your body every day, even starting with like 30 seconds, just sitting with your body and noticing the sensations in your body, like what's happening in your chest, in your belly, in your throat. Just notice it and don't try to fix it or judge it or change it, just noticing. Mm. Um, Second is a lot of self-compassion and, you know, really do the self-compassion work every day because if we're not compassionate, that actually really blocks our healing. And three is just taking little actions, like not overwhelming, but just like small little things, you know, that Mm -hmm. people people can do that feel manageable to keep the progress going as you work on your healing at the same time. Oh, that's great. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And is there anything you would like to close out with and share with the audience? Thank you for having me. I can't even believe that you have space for a (laughs) podcast while also having space for sick people like it's it blows my mind (laughs) definitely definitely I would say um sometimes it blows my mind too but uh I am good at setting boundaries on certain things and creating I actually was just talking about this on my Instagram creating flexibility for myself where I am able to do the podcast and work and then do all the other stuff that I enjoy doing. And really the thing that I enjoy about the podcast is because it gives me something else to talk about and it gives me something else to enjoy besides just healing because I think a lot of healers and a lot of coaches and a lot of people who are in that area, we do suffer from burnout. Yeah. Um, And that's why I didn't necessarily want my podcast to be so nurse focused. Um, I love the profession of nursing. Um, I think nurses are definitely the healers of the medical uh, industry. They are the healers, Mm -hmm. while the physicians, I see them as almost like the creators. They have this pathway of how to help people but it's in all honesty the nurse who really heals the patient not just physically but mentally as well and takes in a lot of that energy where the physician may not so I wanted to do a podcast that touched on my spiritual beliefs and then also touched on um, the healing aspect behind it. So I'm very happy that you came on the show. That's awesome. Me too. And my message for everyone will be that I really believe in your healing. And even when it feels really, really, really frustrating, just know that actually there's so much beauty in the traumas and there's so much wisdom that you can learn and grow from. Um, and I just believe that it's possible for every single human being. It's innate. It's part of us. It's who we are, is our capacity to be resilient. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited for everybody's journeys. 
Yes. Thank you so much for coming. And how can people find you and reach out to you if they need to get a hold of you and learn more about the somatic um, based practices of clearing their trauma? Best places on Instagram. So I'm at marina.y.t. Nice. Thank you. Awesome. And I will put all the links in the show notes as always. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to chakras and cuss words. Please comment, like, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Thank you.